0: With a thousand things on our to-do lists, a lot of us are doing life without any pause, literally forgetting to care for ourselves, feeling overwhelmed and frustrated with the constant buzz of anxiety in our head. I strive to help you, the everyday woman, to stop and to embrace the power of effective self-care in order to reduce overwhelm and anxiety and find nourishment and balance in your everyday life. I'm Sarah Miller, and I'm here to help you stop flying through life and start being the happiest and healthiest version of you, all by caring for yourself like someone worth caring for. Join me for conversations about self-care, wellness, mindfulness, and so much more that will help you find your own self-care lifestyle. I'm Sarah, and you're listening to the Self-Care Lifestyle Podcast. Hello, welcome back. This week's topic is a little bit more serious. It's something that I haven't really, I don't think, ever addressed on social media, on my former blog, any of it. Um, So this is kind of just about my experience of, like, judgment, feeling kind of ostracized um, for my struggles with mental health. So I'm going to kind of take you back to... Um, what I would say is like the beginning of my mental health journey. Once I kind of realized what I was experiencing, what I was experiencing wasn't quite normal. Um, so yeah, let's start there. So I was a freshman, freshman in college and my anxiety had reached an all-time high. It was becoming something that was holding me back from life, from my classes, from making friends, from really everything under the sun. I felt very controlled and limited by it, and I'd gotten to a point where the anxiety had spurred on this depression, um, and ultimately, I ended up seeking out professional help. Um, and right off the bat, I did start medication. Um, so, and you know, I have a lot, a a lot of thoughts around it just because of side effects I experienced, but at the same time, it was something that I desperately needed at the time. And I remember sharing this information with a few different people that I trusted um, and experiencing a lot of judgment. Um, so first off, I shared it with a family member who essentially told me to pray it away. Um, and this was something that was infuriating. You know, I, I did grow up, um, Church of Christ, um, and ultimately, like, Bible Church later as, um, a teenager. So, um, that was tough to hear, um, to feel like, you know, I was, you know, 18, 19 years old trying to figure out the best, the best option for me, and I knew that it wasn't working and that I needed more than, prayer or whatever else. Um, and you know, that's something that I'm not particularly involved in organized religion anymore. Um, I don't know, maybe I will be in the future. That's a, that's a big if, but not, not really the topic of of conversation here, although it does heavily relate to my experiences, um, with judgment around mental health. So, I do think that that's an important thing to acknowledge. That I'm not against any and all religion. I'm I definitely my roots are still there. It's just that my experiences, my my bad experiences with vulnerability around mental health, were kind of within the church, within religion. So that um, does play a part in my my thoughts and experience there so yeah um just as we're opening that can of worms um, and you know this is years and years later and I mean near I mean nearly a decade not quite uh, so anyways, that was a tough conversation to have and ultimately did not go super great. I did try. Therapy. I tried other things and that moment of vulnerability was really, really hard for me. And I, my now husband was aware. um, I think a few close friends I told, but I actually kept it to myself for a couple of months after that initial conversation due to that fear of judgment, due to what I had already experienced. Um, And gosh, it got to a point where I felt really frustrated by having this thing that I felt like was a big secret. I didn't feel like I was being authentic. I had started blogging about a month prior to getting kind of a, I would say, a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. That's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) basically there was no conversation around it it was just put on paperwork which was a little frustrating that for me that I hadn't had a didn't get the chance to have a conversation about it at least not immediately um anyways I a couple months in after so I'd been blogging for maybe five six months and I ended up deciding to write a blog about my mental health, about my experience. And you know what? I just missed a complete middle chunk of the story. So hold on. I apologize. We're going back. <laughs> so shortly after I shared that with my my family member, shared that, you know, I was choosing to go on medication to manage my depression, to manage my anxiety. I, at the time, had been a part of a church group and was immediately just judged and it was like you should go to this this christian therapist da um instead of like medication like okay um again with the that this pray it away this um work through it medication is bad da and this this was definitely uh, i guess i would say a couple years prior to it becoming more normalized um to need that medication to need therapy to struggle with mental health. Um, and I never went back to that group after that experience. Um, so anyways, that was really just, it happens. That judgment does happen. Um, so I want to be mindful as we're talking through this, that like this fear of judgment, this fear of ostracization is very real, but at the same time, there's a lot that you can do to build safe communities. So we'll come back to that in just a minute, because next I want to talk about when I did start sharing my story more widely. um, And when I really started to build this community for myself and to find people that I felt safe with talking about it and to begin building confidence in my discussion around my mental health because I knew it was unusual at the time to talk about it, to talk about it publicly. So like I mentioned, I had been blogging for about five six months and I decided to basically share a blog about my anxiety how it had empowered me in some ways, um, which took time, that empowerment piece. But that's kind of what I started with. I basically outed myself in that experience that I was having of anxiety and depression that was frowned upon, um, that was judged, especially the choice of medicating it um, versus just going to therapy and like working through it or praying it away, that kind of thing. Um, and initially I did get some judgment from close friends and family, but also some concern of like, well, what happens with like your full time when you're like looking for a full time job? Nobody will want to hire you. First off, if this is, I, this is not something that if there was an employer who did not want to hire me because I struggled with anxiety or depression or either, or whatever, I would not want to work for that employer, period. Um, And frankly, I have not had that experience all these years later. So, you know, just so you know, that's, for me, at least was not a risk, at least not at the level of vulnerability that I was sharing, um, so I think it's important to be mindful of that scale, and I'm not saying that you need to go start a vlog and go share it widely, but I do think there's something to be said about sharing it with your community, whether that is your close friends, whether it is, I mean, it, depending on your work environment, could be coworkers, um, not necessarily, that's not true of every workplace. Um very much depends. So just be very mindful of what your work culture is like, um, and if you have that level of a relationship with that person. So I would say close friends, um, maybe it's family, that kind of thing. But the thing is, when I started talking about it, and I kept talking about it, and I did not shut up about it, more and more people came into my life, real and people that were already in my life. Realizing I need support with my mental health. I need to do X, Y, and Z. This is not normal to experience this much anxiety or this much just deep sadness to just be frozen in this moment and feel like you can't get out of bed in the morning. It's not normal. Um, so, talking about it was part of this journey of destigmatizing it, not only for others, but for myself it became something that was not so scary or not so overwhelming or lonely because I was able to share it and begin talking about it in a normal way. So this is something that I think is important to talk through because I find a lot of people feel really uncomfortable with group situations and talking through their mental health. And and by no means do you have to, I just think there's so much good that co- can come from it regardless of the bad experiences that happen to. Now, this is kind of where the conversation of finding safe people comes in. Um, and that is something that I think that you can find in online communities. I think you can find it through close friends um, who hold similar beliefs to you, um, who hold similar values to you. I think that that's kind of where you got to start is by broaching those conversations with those people that you feel the safest with. Um, And also just being aware that just because one person you might might feel safe with judges you doesn't mean everybody else is going to. I also want to invite you to keep being a part of my little community on the internet. Um, you know, there's, it's mostly just my Instagram page, all that, but it's still a safe place to talk about what's going on. Um, when we're posting, I love to have conversations in the DMS of your experiences with anxiety, with overwhelm, just feeling like you're drowning and that you can't seem to get yourself out of that mess. Um, yeah. So, and I think this also just comes back to the conversation of it's okay not to be okay, which is a whole long, good episode. Well, not that long, but it's a long-ish, ranty kind of episode that I encourage you to listen to if you're feeling guilty for not feeling 100%. Um, So, anyways, this was kind of a rambly one, but I think just to, like, summarize... I have experienced pretty bad, I mean not not terrible, but I've I've experienced not great things when it comes to being vulnerable around my mental health. But the amount of wonderful things that I have experienced because I've been able to be vulnerable, because I've been able to open up that conversation with people that I feel safe with, um, is tenfold. It's 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 worth it. Um So yeah, I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you feel a little less alone with any experiences of ostracization or with judgment because, oh my God, I've been there. Um, But yeah, I also hope that you find a safe community to... Be able to share those vulnerabilities, um, to be able to be real, to be able to say, Hey, I'm really not up for hanging out tonight. I'm feeling really anxious. I need to spend some time caring for myself this evening. I need to give myself a solid, like, self care reset. Um, I, yeah, I hope you find that. Um, so thanks for being a part of my community and for being such a big, such a big part of destigmatizing these conversations um, because I wouldn't be here without you. Hey, sweet friend. Before you go, I want to share an opportunity with you. I'm offering one-on-one self-care coaching via Voxer, a walkie-talkie style app where we can exchange voice messages or text messages, whatever it needs to be. Self-care Voxer coaching looks like having me in your pocket for unlimited encouragement, advice, and support. Monday through Friday. Together, we will work through how you can build effective and sustainable self-care into your life, as well as navigate the overwhelm, anxiety, and frustrating mindset blocks that may be preventing you from practicing self-care right now. Ultimately, I can help you build your own self-care lifestyle that will help you reduce the constant buzz in your brain and the exhaustion that comes with it, and leave you feeling more nourished and balanced than ever. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, reach out to me via Instagram at Sarah Strives, or email me at hello at theselfcare lifestyle.com. Thanks again for tuning into the Self Care Lifestyle podcast. I will talk at you, or hopefully with you, again soon.